Riddles in the Dark fans, this is Trish Lambert, Riddles in the Dark co-host and Riddles in the Dark Digest co-host. And you have landed on Riddles in the Dark Digest 2.07 with me and my lovely co-host, Laura Burkholz. Hello, Laura. Hello. Well, we're at 2.07. We're, we're catching up. We're forging ahead. That's right. We're going to overtake them at some point. <laughs> I just two one two twelve, and they and we won't have done the episode yet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Two point oh seven was a toughie. You know, we're talking about Bolg in this one. The riddle is, what will Bolg's role be in the in, in the Hobbit desolation of Smaug? Bolg is kind of the mystery character at this point. Yeah, yeah. Bolg is an enigma because he, you know, he was he was all over the the promo stuff. But he's not very much – he's not seen except in in like one little scene in the first movie. So there's a lot of speculation. What is going – what is the deal with Bolg? What's going to happen with Bolg? We even talked in the episode about whether or not he was even going to be in the movie. I think Dave took the stand or one of the listeners did that he won't even be in the movie. That's a hard one for me because, I mean, besides the, you know, the cynical response of they toys out um, – not that so much, but I just I find it hard to believe that Jackson would would do that. Cut him out completely. Yeah, I I think he'll be in there. I think he'll be in the movie. Yeah. So and I'm right because he got so much overexposure last year and we didn't see him that maybe he'll you know we won't really mm-hmm. see much of him until later promos. But um, you, you know what's interesting too is you know in the preview they didn't show anything going on at Dol Guldur, so you know one of the answers to the question is you know B. His activity is limited only to Dol Guldur. And I guess you should probably read the riddle before we start going into it. You know, if there's no Dol Guldur, what is Bull going to be doing in the second movie? So, oh, Riddle, what will Bull's role be in the Hobbit Desolation of Smaug? A, he is commander-in-chief of the Orc armies, which is the closest thing to the book answer. B, his activity is limited only to Dol Guldur. C, he leads away missions. Or D, he has no defined role. So the difference is there is if he's commander in chief of the orc armies, that means everything. That means mm-hmm. I mean everything. He's doing all this. Where, he's the chief torturer and the commander in chief, and he's he's Sauron's right hand orc. Exactly, exactly. And then B is only in Dol Guldur, which really is more aligned with what we knew of him from last year, where his, his character was described as the you know, uh, torture master at Dol Guldur. Mm-hmm. Um, then away missions was to fill out what other possibilities there might be. <laughs> so, you know, maybe he's, he's like based at Dumbledore, but instead of actually working there, he's, you know, leading away missions, uh, you know, through Mirkwood. And, you know, yeah. his, his, his parties are the ones that the elves are mainly fighting. And then D would be he has no defined role, which is kind of what you were just saying. If they don't show Dumbledore at all in movie two. We won't see Bolg. That's right. That's right. We won't. We won't. So, yeah, that's uh, that's tough because, you know, his 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 only actual part in The Hobbit is in the Battle of Five Armies. I mean, in the book, in the book version of The Hobbit, he only shows up at the very end. So maybe that'll be the case in these two. It'll only show up in the last movie. What's you know, another thing that's that's so I don't know if the word is troublesome, but I think Dave alluded to this, which is that we, you know, as things have turned out, where we now have three movies, we don't need both forks. We don't need yeah. both, at least so the story at this point. We don't yep. need both Azog. And, it could have been one or the other. You know, we could have left off Azog even having a son, and then Azog could be the big baddie at the Battle of Five Armies. Mm-hmm. Or 
you know, had it be where there was no Azog, and Bol- Azog got killed at Azanobazar, or, yeah, or, you know, killed at some point. He didn't get killed in Azanobazar, yeah, in the, in the Legendarium. And then Bolg is doing the revenge thing, you know, uh, uh, you know he's the one that's hunting the, the dwarves. I mean, now we've yeah. kind of got this piece. Now, it's interesting because, and I think I mentioned this in the episode, um, I read an, an interview with, his name is escaping me at the moment, the actor plays um, Azog. Mm-hmm. And originally the actor that now plays Bolg was originally Azog. Yes. And so I was explaining it was he was actually brought on quite late in the day and they were already in the process of doing promos for film one and film one was still only going to, it was only going to be two films at that point. Um, So that's when we saw, you know, the poster with Bolg on it. Mm -hmm. We saw the Bolg doll stuff. Um, But the, uh, Jackson didn't like the way Azog was coming out. I guess it was more real as opposed to CGI. I think there wasn't as much CGI. And I don't know. He didn't go into a lot of detail, but it's just like Jackson wasn't happy. So they shifted the guy over and made him bold and brought the new dude in to be Azog. Mm-hmm. So they didn't make any of the promo, you know, stuff with him in it. Yeah. So they so um, they put Bolg in as the bad guy orc. They had to put somebody in, I guess, that they had an image for. So does he actually say he, I went back and reread it after Dave was saying the thing about you know or somebody said should, is Bolg even going to be in the movie and it's he wasn't like super definitive about it Yeah. but the reporter that was interviewed was saying stuff like are we going to see father son stuff between Bolg and Azog and he doesn't say his answer wasn't such that you got the impression that Bolg wasn't even going to show you know he was, he was kind of uh, a little bit coy about it but you kind of got you know, that there was going to be some interaction some or something. Stuff. I don't know. And, yeah. yeah. He was vague about it, but anyway, so I, I just... You said, you said I B, I think, didn't you, with this? He's only going to be in yeah. Dulgaldor. You and Dave B. and Corey all said B. This one? Oh, okay. I think you all did. It's rare, rare for us to be unanimous. To, but, to, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to differ from you guys. I'm going to say A. I'm going to say A. I'm going to say that he is going to be the commander in chief of the orc armies because, you know, the other bad guy, Azog, is kind of like the, you know, he's like, he's like the bad guy rebel. He's, he's got this little pack of his own, but he is kind of dropped out of the hierarchy. So I think his son Bolg is going to be the one to step into that role and be the, and be the chief bad guy. And uh, so I think he's going to be in Dol Guldur. I think he's also going to be in the Battle of Five Armies. Um, now, whether or not we know that for sure in the second movie, we'll see. But I think they're going to. I think they're going to keep Bolg, um, just because you know. I mean, well, you know, he is in the book. He he is like the one named orc in the book. So you know, for that reason, I I think they're not going to just substitute Azog for Bolg. Um, And, uh, you know, I think to me it makes sense to kind of have that dynamic. You know, Azog, the dad, is kind of the one that's that's gone, you know, bad in a way. You know, (laughs) if an orc can go bad, he's the one who's gone off on his own and is kind of doing his own thing, where Bolg will be more, you know, the the guy who's kind of stayed with – stayed within his his defined role and and well, is know, the, the commander we, is and is the good talk. you know that he's the he's the good guy or the good guy orc i suppose he's doing his duty and uh azog has gone off the deep end 
So that's 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 what I think is going to happen. The other the other sort of puzzle or challenge or unanswerable question at this point anyway, I think, is I think Dave brought this up, which was the whole, you know, daddy son thing. You know, we already have that going on with Thorin and Thryon, you know, Thorin sort of avenging his dad or, you know, he's got this issue with his father being alive or dead and whatnot. And they've already started to develop that. And I think it was Dave that brought up the fact that, you know, if they, if they do something father-son with Bolg and Azog, it could muddy the waters, um, which I can see that. But Yeah, uh, you know. I, I think – I don't think that's going to muddy the waters, you know. I think that, um, you know, there's there's a lot of fathers and son out there, and uh, there's there's no reason to not have two – you know, maybe they can make some, some kind of parallels between um, – between Thorn and Thrain well, and Bolg and, and Azog. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic goes, what they do with it. You know, maybe they won't do much like, because I don't think orc um I don't think orc families are as tight as uh dwarf families are, so hard time believing. Um the other thing that could happen uh is you know, we get it. Jackson may take us back closer on track with the book, which is that Azog may get killed you know, through, you know, by Thorin or through Thorin's agency, uh, somewhere along the line and Bolg, you know, will be killed by the Baron. Battle Five Army. You know, I think, I think that's actually going to happen, but I think that's going to happen during the Battle of Five Armies. I think Thorin is going to live long enough to kill Azog, but then Bolg okay. is going to kill Thorin and then Bayorn's going to kill Bolg. That's what I think. Yeah. We'll see. That could be, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of people yeah. killing other people and it's. <laughs> But, you know, you have to have some tension in, in the movie, and you have to give Thorin his high point where he, he kills Azog. Right. That's, that's, right. So that's, that's my right. feeling about the whole thing. But I think as far as the father-son thing, I think Azog's going to be probably – or Azog or Bolg is going to be dismissive of the other. You know, Bolg is going to be like, yeah, you're my father. <sighs> you know, you, you gave it up long ago when you went on your crazy quest to, to follow this guy. Know, Thor- Dad, we're going to have Legolas and his dad. We're going to have Bolg mm-hmm. and his dad. <laughs> well, this is going to be real. Uh, I mean, there's and we and we have this. Bilbo and Frodo. You know, Frodo. kind of a father and son Good. thing. There, there's a lot of father and son stuff going on. Um, and don't forget Dian, by the way. I mean, you know, in the Legendarium, Dian's the one who actually kills Azog at the at the at, as an old bazaar. I mean, it could very well he could he could enter into the Battle of Five Armies think Frey as well and end up yeah, killing Azog. But he's not you know but nobody's gonna root for him to kill Azog. You know, everybody's gonna be rooting for Thorne to kill Azog and you know, it is a big Hollywood motion picture. You know, you gotta, you gotta give, give the people what they want. <laughs> so, and well, you know and, and since you're just making stuff up, you know, I mean you might as well <laughs> put that in there, I think. That's that's true. But I do think Bayorn's going to kill Bolg. I think they're going to give a nod to the book, and then Bayorn is going to kill Bolg. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. No, I agree with that. Uh, I, I'm, you know, it does bring up for me, which is something we won't talk about, I'm sure, until movie three, what, you know, what exactly is Diane going to be, you know, what purpose is he going to be serving? Um, but I think that's conjecture for after we've seen movie two and we're going into mm. the third one. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. hold that thought. Maybe this time next year we'll be talking about that. That's right. Um 
let's talk about what the analysts have said. Now, I've got um, I've got input here. We've got input from um, the wonderful Mark Fisher, who always gives us a little write-up. Um, he kind of is sort of agreeing in sense of this is the enigmatic character. He says uh, he says this will be brief since I have almost nothing to go on. Um, to give at least something to work from, I'm going to assume that Bulk somehow ends up leading the orcs at the Battle of Five Armies in the last film, though that's far from guaranteed. If so, then that implies that Azog dies at some point and Bulk somehow leaves his role in Dal Guldur, if he has one, that is, to take over. The problem with this is that if Azog is going to die at all, that's bound to be near the climax of the second film. So Bulk's role as leader practically starts to build until the third movie. I would expect some hints about what's going to happen. But the question is whether the sense will amount to him actually leading a band or army of orcs. Yes, apparently they will. So that's an A answer. Oh, tosses is a toss coin. Is a coin. Toss is a coin. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not so sure. Well, but the thing is, I mean, he's almost talking like it's, I mean, he's almost moved on to book three. Yeah, you know, uh, movie three, three. And he's talking about there. But the, the riddle is specifically about the second movie. Yeah. I mean, I possible that Bull could move on to be, I think he will probably move on to be the head of the armies for the Battle of Fire Army, but in, I think when we see him in the movie, too, he's going to be Dungeon Master at Dolphin mm-hmm. Door. Um, yeah, it, yeah. You know, that's that's true. It depends how much they play up his character in the second uh, in the second movie. It could be that he ends up being Commander-in-Chief, but we really don't see him doing that. We only see him in, well, at Dol Guldur. Right. But I'm going to put myself on a limb and and say that he's, you know, acting as Soren's lieutenant, his orc lieutenant. And you're right. We have uh, unanimous Bs for the, the, the gruesome threesome of Olsen, Kale, and Lambert here. Scott, Scott Holbrook-Faust also is a B. So amongst the guard folk, Laura is the rebel. Just yes, like E for brown nose. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Now I just moved over here. This, uh, this is the – okay. And then we have – a for Mark, and Arwen of Middle-Earth News has also said A. Um, oh, her. Lily and Alora Warriors of the Westfold said A. So there you are. Hey. You're in good company there. Ma'am. And, and, and Facebook folks, the people at the Riddles of the Dark Facebook page, the uh, majority said A. So, hey, you know. Well, how about that? Somebody's on my side. Pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, for me, though, is 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 – I do agree with A for movie three. I'm just not sure that that's gonna it's gonna be obvious in movie two that he's yeah. the commander in chief. Yeah. So that's good. I that's can, I can, for the... That would be my hesitation over A too, but I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna think they're they you know they've got to build up his character before the last movie. They've they've got to right. do something with him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we'll we'll see him, you know, we'll see him doing something with some armies and. In the second movie, so maybe just and, you know, maybe just getting it going on the or, march. That's true. Or you know, if the Battle of Dol Guldur actually does happen in in movie two, yeah. he may be the leader of forces there. Yep. Um, I still can't figure. Out. I mean, I did a I did an entry on Facebook doing calculations of you know how long different things are going to take, and I was pretty you know, pretty conservative, I think, you know, I was like, from the beginning of the movie through Bayorn was like, you know, half an hour, uh, through Mirkwood and the spiders, half an hour, Hall of the Elven Kings to Lake Town, a half an hour, Lake Town to the Lonely Mountain, half, you know, and it was like, well, wait a second, you know, this, so I said, okay, even if we go back to 20 minutes for each of these on average, you know, we still have yeah. a long movie. There and is, yes. Del- so. Yeah. When so this, what, what, where's Del Goldor going to fit? Well, we'll see. I know. 
Or the High Fells, you know, where they go to the Nazgul tombs, too, is another one that's, that's a stumper. I mean, that may be relatively short, but still, you know, if they're going to go to the Nazgul tombs, I mean, then you figure there's we're going to see Nazgul at some point. Why would they even do all that if we're not going to see Nazgul at some point? So maybe that's a Dal Guldur thing, too. I don't know. I anyway. bet. I, I wonder if we'll see him in the Battle of Five Armies, if they'll show up there. Oh, that's a good question. So, hmm. Well, that's the third movie, so we're not going to worry about that yet. So, all right. Well, we have some comments from the Mythgard site. Uh, Dennis says the whole Bolg Azog thing is weird. I'm sorry, it's Azog, isn't it? Um, no. Not Azog. It is Azog, but I say Azog. Azog, Azog, potato, potato. <laughs> Somebody's probably, you know, it's like Corey the other day kept saying Thranduil, and somebody, I know one of our listeners just cringes every time we say oh, that because it's supposed to be Thranduil. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, my excuse is that I'm saying these things with an accent, a New England accent, so I pronounce things differently. So. I like that. <laughs> All right. The whole Bolg Azog thing is weird. We have Bolg action figures. He features on posters and merchandise, then at the last minute he disappears. Makes one wonder why. It's all quite mysterious. I suspect, in fact, that many of the Azog scenes were shot with Bolg, and then they did mocap and pasted a CGI character over the top. This may explain how they, they were able to effect such a change in such a short period of time. It may also explain why he is so big. He needed to be big enough to cover up the original character. Well, isn't the guy who plays him really big, too? Yes. He's the guy. He's, I think he's the same guy. <clears throat> uh, the... Um Orc Commander, Ceremon's Orc Commander, and Bubbleface in Oh, Rings. okay. Okay. Manu, this is his name. Manu, because he's a really big guy. Yeah. Okay, he goes on. Whatever the reason, I'm sure they had one. And assuming they had a reason, I cannot see them reversing it and adding Bolg in a serious way at all. Let's face it, the next two films are going to be so full. Why devote time to characterizing yet another bad dude that is going to get killed off anyway? They've invested in Azog, his backstory, and his character. The trilogy simply does not need another, yet another bad dude, or Y-A-B-D. So my prediction <laughs> is, Bolg may be seen in the film. He may be mentioned by name. The camera may pan to him several times. He may speak or he may not. He may push a few random orcs around. But this is probably only so they can use existing footage. I think they will edit in such a way as to minimize his presence. He will be like Rice Bubbleface at the Battle of Pelennor or Lurts. They are chief orcs. They get more screen time than random orcs. We, the audience, know they are chief orcs, but we do not learn of them in any serious way. Bolg may be in the film, but I think Peter Jackson has made his position clear. He will not be a character. So, so that's what the answer sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, Dennis goes on. He says, oh, I forgot. Really thought the Smog's Smaug Sauron tangent was interesting. I've taken the liberty of creating a riddle for you. Um, an alliance between Smaug and Sauron is not mentioned, inferred, or discussed. The book answer. B, concerns of a possible alliance are hinted at, perhaps by White Council members. The quest of Erebor answer. Communication or attempts to communicate are mentioned or seen. Perhaps an, perhaps an emissary is sent. B, Sauron and Smaug are in cahoots. And, oh, yeah, we're not going to read that next thing about the pronunciation. We're going to skip that. We know we're bad. And his answer to the riddle is B, love the game and the podcast, keep it up. Oh, it's always nice to hear that. 
for that riddle, and I'll ask Corey and Dave if they want to talk about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that's you, a good riddle. Talk about it in a tangent in this episode, but it might merit actually some more conversation, um, maybe a little bit later down the road, especially if we see some more footage and, um, you know, yeah. uh, I'm, you know, you already, already brought up the fact, you know, somebody already brought up the fact that with Cumberbatch um, doing both voices might be some connection. And uh, well, yeah, know, and actually uh, some, there's there's a reply to this. Terranel says. Um, concerning the potential of a smog Sauron alliance, I would love to see a physical conversation, or maybe via Palantir, between Smaug and Sauron, just because then Benedict Cumberbatch would be talking to himself. <laughs> well, you know, the thing that I thought of when, when whoever it was on Facebook brought up that possibility, because Cumberbatch is doing both of them, might there be some sort of echo of one and the other is I thought of Morgoth and Glaurung, Glaurung because Glaurung actually, even though he's his own entity, um, in the Silmarillion, it, it, it does say that he's also driven with Morgoth's, like Morgoth invests energy in him and, and, and Morgoth's purpose is, you know, is what's like propelling Glaurung forward. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like he's, you know, there's a piece of Morgoth in the dragon, and I just thought of that when people mm-hmm. brought this up. You know, that's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, it would certainly deviate seriously from the book, but <laughs> but you know, it's an interesting topic. It it yeah, it deviates some, but it's it would be you know kind of a uh, reference back to the Silmarillion, you know, without actually using the material in the book. So it's it's not it's not totally out of left field. I can see that. I mean, given the fact that he's done the Blue Wizards, and I think there was something else, too, that I was reading the other day that I remembered that he, that was sort of Silmarillion-ish, but, you know, he didn't – he was very veiled about it, um, was, you know, that I could see that, that kind of thing. By the way, it's total tangent, but one of the things that I read the other day, and I didn't realize this, but uh, Jackson actually wove in the titles of some of the chapters in The Hobbit in the dialogue of the first movie. Oh, really? I didn't notice that either. Hmm. Like, I think one's called Mary Gathering. And uh, I, now I remember Gandalf. Isn't this a merry gathering? You know, at the at the um, long yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. Trying somebody says out of the frying pan. You know, yeah. So I'm yes. gonna have to watch it yet again to see if I can pick out these things. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Okay. Well, Murray goes on to say, I have to say I completely agree with Dave's complaint about Peter Jackson building up Azog's role, then having to reduce Bolg's. Why? Concerning the riddle, I agree with B. He'll be a dull Goldor as Thrain's jailer. He'll be slain by Gandalf, though I'm not sure whether that will be when Gandalf enters Thrain's or later at the non at the non battle of Dull Goldor. I suspect the battle itself will be minor at most. The White Council approaches Dol Guldur, accompanied by a small force of elves and encounters minimal resistance by a rear guard of orcs before the Council brings sunlight, etc., into the gloom. The necromancer will have already slipped away. You know, I think that's what's going to happen myself, too. I think it's. I don't think it's going to be a big blown-out battle because we've already got the Battle of Five, Ar- Five Armies, so we don't need another big battle. I think uh, Jackson's going to borrow from later in the timeline of Tolkien's timeline and have Galadriel actually cast down Dumbledore now. You know, she does it Mm -hmm. during the War of the Ring. Yes. In the time. But I think I'll bet you that's what happens here. You know, he'll be gone. She'll cast down. He's gone. Oh, we, you know, he's 
we, there's no problem anymore. And I'm sure at some point in movie three, we'll see him rising up and Baradur again. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, I think that would be really cool to have her do that. Well, we, we already know that she's going to do something cool at the battle. So maybe that'll be what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, and then Yana, um, she got it right. Yeah. Yes. Says, although I still like the thrush using Morse code to communicate with Sauron option, and that's why he's th- knocking there. I do think we won't see much direct communication or coordination. So he's talking about Smog and, and Sauron here. So, I do think we might hear a suggestion that they might start to work together. I also want to mention the apparently numerous number of tortures that are going to be in this movie. Now, Bayorn is, of course, a torture in the book, and it and has been suggested that he will do some in the movies. However, both Bolg and Tariel have been given the same job title. Is this Peter Jackson trying to make a statement? I think it's weird because we only really got one torture scene in the Lord of the Rings movies, and that was pretty limited to seeing hands and hearing a cry. Um, is Tariel mentioned as a torturer? Um, so. I think in her interview, or someone talks about her having a thing about orcs, you know, like pretty yeah. militant about it. Okay. She's actually basically a torturer, but she's pretty hot at hand, shall we say, she's, about She's a pretty strong interrogator of orcs. Yeah. Okay. Now, as to what Bolg's role is, I still like him to be at the Battle of Five Armies, and my personal belief is that he will be there. Here's my theory. After Azog left to hunt down Thorn, a power vacuum was created. Bolg being the obvious candidate. He's filled his dad's place as senior military commander. There might actually be a conflict when Azog returns to reclaim his position. As for the riddle, I think he'll be confined to Dol Guldar for this movie, where he will serve as torture, and he might be the head of the orcs in a possible battle of Dol Guldor. So is that A or B? If he's the head of the orcs at the battle, then what? he'd still be he's A. A. B is, B is confined to – his activities are confined to Doggledur. It doesn't specifically say torture or Doggledur. It just says he's oh, – the B okay. is Doggledur. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's that's a little limiting because we know the Battle of Five Armies isn't going to happen in this movie. So if he's commander-in-chief, how could he be right, commander but, of anything except at Doggledur? Yeah, well, he's in charge of, of all the forays of all the orcs and the movement of orcs, you know, elsewhere. Oh, um, okay. um you know, it's not just um, – <laughs> I have to get up and let my dog out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's what we, we were talking about is that we'll see him – we'll see him strategizing, you know, like large armies as opposed to just focusing his, oh, gotcha. his attention on Dolphin. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now, Philip says, I have a very radical proposition for the whole plot of Desolation of Smaug. I have listened very carefully to the soundtrack of – A-U-J. What is that? The soundtrack of... Unexpected Journey. An Unexpected Journey. The A put me off. Okay. An Unexpected Journey. And the theme for Smaug is a variation of the Mordor theme. If you put this together with the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch is playing both Smaug and the Necromancer, I am proposing that there is a deeper deeper alignment between the two, possibly like the Sauron Theoden possession. If this is the case, when Bilbo has his conversation with Smaug, he's really having a conversation with Sauron. He is invisible and then drops in the words, Ring winner. What more prompting does the necromancer need than to dispatch an army to the Lonely Mountain, not to challenge the dwarves, but to reclaim the ring? 
Hence, when the White Council attack, Dol Guldor has been emptied, and the only thing defending it are spiders, bats, and Nazgul. When Bilbo returns home, Sauron does not know his name, what sort of creature he is, or where he comes from, which makes it even more important for Sauron to track down Gollum, because he has the missing information, the name, Baggins, and the home, Shire, of the Ringwinner. If Azog is going to continue to dog the dwarves, then Bolg quite neatly fits into the role of commander-in-chief of the Orc army dispatched to Erebor, but that is more likely to happen after the death of Smaug. It's completely off-canon, but fits with the substitution of Azog and his band in place of the Misty Mountain Goblins at the end of an unexpected journey. So the Orc army in Battle of the Five Armies will not be Misty Mountain Goblins, but be an army sent from Dol Guldor. Is that radical or what? <laughs> I mean, you know, if Jackson actually did that, really disappoint. You know, I <laughs> don't me. think that's going to happen because Sauron does not know about the ring's existence at this point. You know, this is this is 60 years before um, the Lord of the Rings, and he would not sit by for 60 years. And right. um, he would definitely be more I mean, it, more active in the surge. It's the same. It's, it's, sim- it's the similar theme as the, you know, and this, again, is probably a movie three thing. It is, well, for sure, a movie three thing. Having the Nazgul at the Battle of Five Armies, you know, they, they, they'd sense the ring, um, you know, and if the Nazgul would sense the ring, then surely Sauron would sense the ring. Now, it's, to me, the Glaurung Morgoth thing, you know, where, where, where Sauron is, is impacting sort of Smaug's actions mm-hmm. to me that that's because it's more you know it's more um far you know divided it's like you know it's not he's not sauron isn't present he's just simply sort of influencing smaug i suppose mm-hmm. that that to me is believable but not you know not that smaug sauron will be speaking through smaug like like the theoden uh theoden excuse me sauron thing. yeah yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. So, but you brought up a good point. If the Nazgul are at the Battle of Five Armies, and and Bilbo does use the ring during the Battle of Five Armies, at least in the book, then they're going to sense that, and right. you know the jig is up, as they say. <laughs> so, yeah. I think you know the non-battle of Dalgaldur. I think we may see the Nazgul because it's kind of I think what how he described it later anyway, you know, when he actually realized the Hobbit was going to be part of the legendarium and he went back and sort of retconned, you know, that piece of the book. Mm-hmm. And I, as I recall, talks about the fact that the Nazgul kind of, you know, put up a show of fighting with the white council to cover, uh, Sauron's escape. Um, and, and so that's, I could see that happening, you know, that, yes. that, that the Nazgul's activity limited to Dol Guldur, which is, I hope that's what happens. Because if they show up at Battle of Five Armies and he doesn't do anything about the ring and the Nazgul, I mean, I just. Yeah, he can't. That would he be can't. really. Yeah, he can't do that. That would, you know, I mean, I mean, that would just break everything that was in the Lord of the Rings. You know, I mean, as soon as Frodo put the ring on, the Nazgul could see him. And, you know, what would be the difference with that and Bilbo putting the ring on? So, yeah, so that's so I'm pretty confident that's not going to happen. So but we do we actually have a response to our conundrum um, from from not the last time, but the time before from Scott Holbrook Faust. That's the conundrum. Does Tariel have feelings for Legolas? So 
And his response is no. Jackson denied almost as soon as the Tariel character was announced that there would be any romantic involvement between her and Legolas. Moreover, not that it has anything to do with what they are likely, likely to do, but I find it disturbing that the main thing anybody can think with the introduction of a female character is how she might fit in romantically. For that reason, as much as any other, I'm still hoping desperately against the whole Keeley thing. So... <laughs> You go, Scott. You tell him. You know, no, it's I true. It's matter. true. I mean, you know, so we have Tario. Why does she have to be involved with anybody? I mean, it's well, because it's, it's a little it's silly. Just like you, it's just like you said earlier about, you know, he's got to give the audience what it wants. And the, the, the girls that are going with their with their nerd boyfriends to see this movie have need need something. I mean, I, I think I actually talked about this with Corey and Dave, and they kind of said the same thing. It's like, you know, it's it, – you. It's like it's just unrealistic for us to, you know. I mean, I think Corey even said, "Have you ever seen a female character, you know, with this in in, in this kind of situation, and they're not not being some romantic, you know, thing?" She actually says, Evangeline Lilly actually says in a um, interview that um, I guess the backstory on them is that she grew up with Legolas, mm-hmm. uh, favorite of Franduil's, you know, in terms of you know, like, so. She kind of it, it almost, she, you know, she did say, I can't say much more because I'll get in trouble. But she does sort of imply that there's something now, whether it's mm. whether it's trying to get the two of them together and the two of them really don't want to be and they're more like brother and sister, whether it's Thranduil wants to get them together and Tauriel's all for it because she's got the thing for, you know, I don't know what that what that's going to be, but apparently there's going to be something going on. Now, yeah. some folks, by about that particular conundrum, some folks have said, well, well, how about the other way around? You know, how about Legolas having feelings for Tauriel? Well, that's not the conundrum. <laughs> oh, you're right. It's not. Well, you know, after seeing the after seeing the trailer, and those looks that Tariel was giving Legolas, I'm saying no way does she have any feelings for him. I mean, those looks she was giving him are like you know, just not good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's treating him more like he's her brother than her little brother. He's yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Not at all respectful of the prince at all. You know, it's That's more right. like their peers. Yeah. Kind of like exactly. come on. But, um. Yeah, so I, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, I definitely could understand sort of the Thranduil trying to get the two of them together thing, and maybe that could be what it is, you know, that he's trying to get them together and neither of them are interested. Well, the other thing I think, too, is is the difference in that she is a, a regular wood elf and he is a Sindar, is a, a Sindar elf, so a gray elf. So I think that, too, you know, I think that, too, would be an impediment, although, you know, how much they're really going to care about that, I don't know, so. I just, I'm believing that Jackson's going to really adhere to that. I mean, I do understand, we've always said, you know, in Tolkien, the men always marry up, you know, Mm -hmm. in in every, you can think of where it's a, you know, a situation, you know, a a cross-species situation, it's the woman that's always a sort of higher born, but I don't think, I just don't see Jackson caring about that. Too much about that, yeah. Well, so, yeah, in that, so Legolas has to go after, you know, a high elf, an old or Yeah. I mean, not too, there's not yeah, the, too I many mean, of those left, though. <laughs> to that, yeah. But, I mean, I could see from a Hollywood standpoint, I mean, I thought of it this way back when I first heard of the character. From a Hollywood standpoint, I could see the deal where, you know, they do actually have a relationship, and then she gets killed at the Battle of Five Armies, which explains why he's a bachelor when we meet him at Lord of the Rings. Personally, I think, you know, I'd rather have that not be the case because that's so predictable. That's such yeah. a predictable Hollywood yeah. that I'd rather not. 
hoping he doesn't do that. I don't think he's going to do I, that. I don't think he's going to do that. That is. I agree with you. I don't see that. I don't see them having any kind of, you know, doesn't, they're more military. They're peers. If anything, it's more of a sibling relationship. You know, mm-hmm. they're fellow soldiers, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of romantic stuff. I, I think the only thing with Keeley is going to be, you know, he likes her. But It'll be played you know, for as far time. as there's not going to be a lot of screen time devoted to it. I mean, look, they had a wonderful chance in in uh, The Return of the King to show the, the Faramir uh, Eowyn romance, and they didn't do it. You know, there's a little bit in the extended edition, but that's it. You know, and, uh, you know, there was their chance for romance, and they didn't take it. So I'm thinking I'm thinking they're not going to be playing it up too much in this one. Arwen Aragorn thing. I mean, they 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 added the Ar- the Arwen Aragorn thing in, in Lord of the Rings, and maybe he didn't do the Faramir Aowen thing because he'd already done the he'd already the, done the, it. The... Yeah. Well, he you know he did add some in with her, but it's not like they spent a lot of time on it, really. You know, so you know more time than in the book, but it's it was it'd be hard to spend less time on Arwen than the book does, you know. She doesn't say anything until the last book. <laughs> so they have but they have scene in Imladris where she gives him the pendant, you know, and, yes. and yeah, which which doesn't happen in the book, you know. So yeah, that's true they do they do do that, but I don't think I don't think it's going to I just don't see much happening between Keely and Tariel, you know. For for one thing, she probably only he probably only comes up to her navel, you know. So Ariel <laughs> thing will be played for laughs. I don't think it's mm-hmm. serious. I mean, if there's if there's going to be a romance, it would be probably Legolas and her. But yeah, uh, yeah Keely thing will be. But no, I mean the the Arwen thing. He also dreamed about her. Remember, I think yes, it was when he I was do. in Rohan. in the in the two towers. Yes, he has that uh, he has that dream about her. So, well, that's the only way she was going to get any acting in, in the two towers. Although I guess there's that scene where she's leaving Middle Earth, although I can't remember if that was in the two towers or not. It's not in two towers, but she's on her way to the sea and then she sees a vision of their son and goes back and says, why didn't she? You know, that's totally Jackson. (laughs) There was nothing in the Lord of the Rings about that There is nothing about that. Yeah, they, they made that up, you know. But that's to give her character some dramatic tension it seems well, like Lord, she's back sit, sewing the banner for him yeah i mean in the book in the book yeah not not a lot of action there so and but tariel is a totally different character than than eowyn you know she's a little more of i'm sorry than arwen she's a little more of an eowyn like figure you know she's a warrior woman yeah yeah but you know we'll see we'll see what next uh further uh trailers will show us so maybe she's very some romantic scenes I will say that for her. She's what? Very, very, very perky and very spunky. <laughs> yes, she is. If you can use those words to describe an elf. <laughs> yes. That sounds a little or bit. Even, that sounds a little bit like Tinkerbell, perky and spunky, which I don't think spunky. is what Tolkien was going for. But <laughs> talking about, we're not even talking about the episode we're supposed to be talking about. So what's That's our true. so our conundrum? You created a conundrum. I and did. I think, you I, know, I created a conundrum. Our conundrum is, is Bolg undead? Because we do see Bolg getting supposedly, you know, I mean, it looks like he gets killed at, at the Battle of Elzenul's Bazaar. And his orc butt. Yeah. So, you know, is Bolg undead? That's, is he like the Nazgul? Is he undead? 
So, and and uh, what what do you think? You know, what do you think is the answer to that? You know, all those Zomb Zomborgs, right? That uh, Corey and Dave came. Yes, that. I do. Yeah. Um, I, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think he's – I think he actually survives the the beating from Dwalin. Uh, so I don't think he's been brought back to life. What do you think? I think no. I, I, I don't think he's undead. I think that would be a little hokey. So I think he's just – you know, he he didn't go off the deep end with this revenge. You know, he didn't not, – he's not after Dwalin. So right, and if Bolg were dead, Azog I think would be after Dwalin, you know. Yeah, or you know, plus Bolg. If Bolg is actually the torture at Dolgulder, he's probably getting plenty of jollies out of like, and especially if Thryan is there, he's probably getting plenty of jollies out of you know sure. torturing Thryan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't think Bolg is. I don't think Bolg is undead. I think he just was wounded and and uh, he got better. Yeah. <laughs> he may have been. You know, but he wasn't, which happens all the time with men and elves. So why not with orcs, right? Yeah. Especially a Gundabad orc. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. So I, we're thinking about this up, but I think we're pretty much wrapped this up for, yeah. um, you know, today talking about Bolg and a little bit of a tangent over there on Tauriel again. Um, so we will be back who knows when. <laughs> For the next episode, which will be Rules in the Dark 208, and we're catching up slowly. But um, anything, anything left you want to, you want any observations, you know, I mean, your excellent observations to share? Um, just that MythCon is coming up uh, the middle of next month in July, and start making your plans for uh, MythMoot, too. That's right. We have a, a call for papers for MythMoot out now. Yeah. So it's, it's posted on the MythGuard site. Um, we definitely would love anyone who wants, and this is not limited just to the Hobbit movies or the Hobbit book. It's not just limited to Tolkien. Um, you know, Corey really said, let's, let's keep the field open and see what people want to talk about. So if you've been wanting to compare Harry Potter to, you know, to Bilbo Baggins, want to compare Game of Thrones to Narnia, you know, the this is the place to do that. And so go to the MythGuard site. You'll see the call for papers notice there. And uh, what we're doing now is just taking proposals. So you just got to write just a short, you know, not even a one-pager. Send it in, and then uh, we'll get everybody's uh, submissions in and figure out, you know, who and what and how and what and let everybody know by early September if they're accepted. We're going to have a good time having, you know, listening to more people than just Corey and me and uh, Perceptors talk at this Myth Moot. That's right. That's right. Sounds like fun. And actually, you're a low pro person, right? So, I mean, even doing, because we've talked about this, you know, I, gaming is a, is, has been, is a, actually a big scholastic topic now mm -hmm. uh, where people actually papers on, you know, the fantasy uh, games that are related to these, these, uh, you know, works, these, these written works. So, you know, don't, don't limit your thinking with regard to what you could be talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks very much, everybody, for listening, and we look forward to your comments on this and on future episodes. And thanks for listening, and Godspeed.